friends, countrymen, lovers of all things design. This is Grits and Grids. Hey everyone, today I am talking with Jen and Amy Hood of Hoodsbud Design and Odds and Sods, two lovely ladies that have absolutely no title and uh, kind of fight over what it should be. Uh, why don't you say hi to everyone and give a little bit of backstory about you. Hello. Hey world. I'm Amy. Um, I'm one half of the Hood Twins and I'm the shorter, higher pitched one if you ever see us in person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the other one, the big, low, loud one. <laughs> <laughs> if only in comparison, but if you saw it, you'd laugh. Um, yeah, it's minute. But, uh, and we both, like you said, we have no title. We both just kind of scramble to do whatever needs to be done. And when something doesn't get done, it's like, I thought you were doing that. No, I did it last time. You do it. Well, it's kind of your job now. No, it's not. You do it. So that's our title. You do it. I, I would drop the whole, like, who's on first. Uh, I guess I just right. did, technically. But I don't know if anyone really knows that anymore. Like, I actually watched that growing up. But people these days. You watched these it? Days. How old are you, 80? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I'm actually uh, 120 years he old. He was very nostalgic as a young boy. <laughs> I was. I was vintage before vintage was oh, cool. Man. Or was it like our parents bad. were so strict and, like, we only would are allowed to watch PBS, the one station, and it, like, would do reruns of the most weird old shows, you know? That's not true. She also, for some reason, let us watch The Simpsons. We weren't allowed to watch anything, but somehow The Simpsons flew under her radar. And at that time, it was super risque at that time because we didn't have, like, I don't know, Family Guy and stuff like that. But yeah. So I got to say, thanks, Simpsons, for keeping us culturally aware when we were very, very young and sheltered. (laughs) Sheltered. Yeah. Mom, it's just a cartoon, you know? So (laughs) that's great. What a win. Um, I unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know, I I was completely. uh, unhindered and just free to do like whatever I want. I feel like if people, if parents try to cloister their kids too much, it just makes them want to do the opposite even more. So if you right. give your kids complete free reign, then they're more like, no, you know, I think I'll just sit here and do some homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there maybe could be a little bit of like, maybe you kind of, uh, you know, ease your kids into life, you know? Right. So, yeah. you know, like I remember watching Dirty Dancing at an age that probably <laughs> I shouldn't have watched it. And I remember like asking like, Hey, uh, why is that lady sick? Yeah. And my mom just like blank stared me and, I, and they're like, so never mind that. The thing is, is, you either have to teach your kids about terrible people through movies so that they don't want to be those people, or you have to be that terrible person as a parent. And then you automatically yeah. have great children who've learned from your mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. I think when you have I'm really doing nutty parents, so you, you, you have a good mom. road ahead of you. That's right. Yeah. Have the, have the kooky ones. <laughs> um, my, my mom was kooky with the food, uh, which is actually an excellent segue. So um, my, um, you know, like how, you, you know, during the last whatever many years, there's always that fad. So like carbs was like a bad thing for a while and fat was a bad thing. And oh, yeah. so I was, was hitting kale. my, yeah. And the kale and, you know, my mom decided salt was terrible. No. I know. Salt's <laughs> my favorite thing. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, I remember like like sneaking salt into the house so I could like you know I mean like little packets so yeah. I could like throw it on the food when she wasn't looking. Um, 
Actually, our stepmom also went through a crazy health food craze and it was, and we had moved in with her after living in Kentucky Mm -hmm. and my, you know, her and my dad, and we had been used to this like salty fried, deep fried everything, (laughs) you know, laced potato chips and Coca-Cola. That was like our, our, our daily. And then we moved in to California and they didn't use salt. They didn't allow Coca-Cola in the house. It was like so next level. Is that why, is that why you became and got into the food industry? Like... Oh God, I don't even know. Because you were Maybe. denied it as a child. Exactly. You rebelled yeah. all the way into your career path. Did you really? <laughs> this might be this such show? an opening right now. <laughs> this this might be uh, turned into a psychology um, episode. <laughs> like, oh my God. Sit on the couch, Joseph. <laughs> it's right. My soul is rumbling right now. Like, oh my God. <laughs> You're like, who am I? Is this what happened? That's <laughs> right. This is how everything went wrong. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, you guys moved out to California. Uh, let's start there. Then what? So after you moved, what was your favorite thing during that part of your life, like growing up? Like what food or drink did you just absolutely love? So you, there was no salt for you, but there had to be something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Still, even then though, I was always like, if I can just find a Coca-Cola somewhere, I'll be happy. And you were such a junkie. <laughs> She's such a cokehead. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love Coca-Cola. It's my favorite thing. If I, I could just, I love it. It's the best. So that, <laughs> and then actually the, what they they wouldn't allow us to have Coca-Cola, but they did introduce us to this thing called Hansen's, which was kind of like LaCroix, but oh, it's wow. like a bunch of sugar. In it. it had just as yeah. much sugar as Coke, but did it? because they sold it at, at Trader Joe's and health food stores, people were deceived. Yeah. So she let us drink that and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Okay. So. That's good. So you kind of got it, but you were always on that never ending bender for yes, you know, just one fix of Coke. Fix of Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's awesome. My, My dad's the same way. Yeah. My big thing was always Eggo waffles or like funnel cake was always that like distant <laughs> dream. Pretty much like anything fried, fried bread and yeah. covered in sugar. That was just like <laughs> everything I always thought about. I guess because you tie those kinds of things to like fairs and um, yeah. well, not and waffles. as a child. But, yeah, but waffles. We used to have like Eggo waffles every single morning for breakfast. <laughs> Yay, Kentucky. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think it's just like in your blood, right? Like yeah. you can't get it <laughs> Yeah, out. we couldn't. Like, so your it's blood is tight. It's artery walls, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you have such high cholesterol? Like, oh no, I was born that way. Yeah. That's, uh, that's normal from cholesterol. from Kentucky? I don't know if you, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's a different chart I have to look at. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it really should be though. I remember now I look back and I'm like, how are we all alive? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, and it's crazy. Like I'll talk to my grandma and she's like, I gotta be 85. She lies to me, which I love. I think she, it's awesome that she won't tell us, mm-hmm. but, um, but she's like, she still like goes out, does her gardening, like cleans her house as best she can and she's like eaten so like I don't know technically poorly but for her it's been great you know like bacon and like home-cooked meals but everything with Crisco you know like that's the French food is all about butter uh, uh, southern food is all about Crisco yeah and it also supplements as a a great tanning product as well oh interesting I've never tried that (laughs) (laughs) oh then you're not like full-on white trash (laughs) no Um, there's definitely some people in my bloodline that are (laughs) (laughs) Like tanning makes me hungry because it smells like Crisco. <laughs> like coconut oil. <laughs> That's so bad. That's so exactly. Bad. <laughs> so if you could get a hold of any um, any food or beverage brand that's out there uh, presently or in the past, what would what would it be? What would you do to it? Are we talking about design wise? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like <laughs> that might be an X-rated like, uh, oh, podcast whoa. episode. You just let people go where they will with that. And you're like, wow, you're sick. I meant design wise. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. I should now. Well, I like. Do you guys have you heard of Tito's, the vodka brand? It's supposed to be like the I top vodka that. brand, but it it's like typeset in that like yeah. chancellery, like old school script. Mm, it's just mm-hmm. so basic. I would love to redo that. Well, or like yeah. most brands that you see in any health food market, there's just like so much going on. If you like look at any kombucha brand, yeah. it's just like the whole thing is just like value proposition statements covering the whole label. You can't see anything, mm-hmm. which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Like Bragg's. Bragg's is just like a, a big like advertorial on the label. Yeah. It's it's so interesting like how that happens. You know, you just you walk down the shelves and you're like, it just looks like good design came here and exploded, but didn't get on anything. It just like died right. and just vaporized. Pieces, yeah. pieces on each When thing. I finally tried to start yeah. eating healthy, I just, it took so long to go through the store because there's no brand recognition. There's no like familiarity of brands or, or logos or anything. So yeah, and there's no differentiation because they all have amazing selling points all over the labels. And it was so frustrating. Well, and they're all on that Yeah, I'm just paper. like, they all you know, look good. Like, they all look healthy. Like oh, I don't fucking yeah. know what to do here. <laughs> so I just gave up. I was like, this is too much work. I can't, I can't. Yeah, you know, you know, does a good job though. I think is Epic Epic Bars. Like, um, I don't know if you guys. Oh, are those the ones that have like really brightly colored labels? They show like the five ingredients. Am I wrong? I think I. Um, no, that's not the one. Epic's. It's still like that drab. Um, it's it's very like monotone and neutral colors, but it's so simple and strong, and it's all meat product. I don't know if you guys eat meat, but like it's meat products. I do. Um, yeah, so it's like jerkies and you know. I mean, there could probably be better words for it. Like this one says beef snack bar, which sounds disgusting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I think that one's done really well. But yeah, it's like you almost want to create, uh, I guess, a koozie for to like cover up the brands that you're snacking or eating on that comes from those markets. That way you can like maybe cover it up with good design, right? Like, so, you know, like I don't want people to know that I'm eating this, this necessarily brand. So I just have this generic health food brand that I created that I put over top of everything. That's so funny. That's like kids like in school who've got like the playboy behind the like calculus book, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's perfect. I was was at Trader Joe's yesterday and I realized like they are equally amazing and awful because they do everything in house, you know? And so like sometimes they'll do such a great job of making a label fun, but also, you know, they've got to be so burnt out because they're making new product, new labels all the time. And sometimes you can tell (laughs) they just phoned it in or, or they're just like, we we don't know anymore. Like we're tired, but let's just do this, you know? Yeah. They probably gave it to like Kevin, the intern and like everyone hates Kevin a little bit. He's not that good. You know, but he needs they to do something. Because the one that I'm thinking of specifically is the kettle popcorn. It's got this like Baroque <laughs> era vibe. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. It's like they phoned that one in. So yeah. Trader Joe's, if you're listening, I'd love to help with the kettle popcorn. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like let me throw it out there. I think a lot of people <laughs> just like to get their hands on it. I would probably do it just to get all the kettle popcorn. And he's like, oh, I love kettle popcorn. And Trader Joe's is like an okay one if you're going to the store. But I mean, we just went and saw Sturgill Simpson when we were in Austin at one of those big like amphitheaters. And that kettle popcorn that they have at the, like at the fair, at the, Uh at the concert. Oh my gosh. It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what about, what about when you're at home? What would you guys, what do you guys make at home? What's your go-to dish? (laughs) Silence. Oh man. At the, yeah. risk, at the risk of sounding extremely basic, I just I buy like the same five ingredients and just mix them up. But it's always some sort of combination between like a starchy carb, like either bread or pasta or rice and then avocado, tomato, salsa, 
Um, like, and basically just Mexican dishes. That's all I do. <laughs> it's so oh, simple. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really go wrong yeah. if you get them all and together. Take in, like, out the, the cilantro thing. and it's yeah. Italian. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> so true. Exactly. So true. Uh, yeah, switch it with basil instead. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. If you just add Ida on the end, then it's like you can call it anything you want to. Like yeah. this is the name of Ida. I made it up. It's yeah, delicious. it's my complete yeah special thing. Except it's not everything I get is like a recipe on the back of some sort of like box or thing that I've bought. I'm so unoriginal when it comes to cooking. I wish I could be one of those people. <laughs> Jen, you've the only thing one I learned people. how to do was Brussels sprouts, but it's just like such an invasion of the home smell space. So yeah, even though it's delicious, if you weren't there to enjoy it, you walk in the house and you're like, oh my gosh. So Yeah. You're like last night I last week I made salmon and Brussels sprouts. Congratulations. You know, like it just like soaks into all the furniture. Oh my gosh. I think that's how old people's house ends up smelling like old people's houses. It's just like it absorbs the smells of a lifetime of Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that is what greens. it is. Oh Collards. Which brings me to the kill, the kill phase. That's my <laughs> one food kill. that we should kill is definitely like steamed spinach, unless you're going to like just drown it in vinegar, yes. which is the only way to endure that kind of a thing. But even then, the hot spinach with the vinegar is so gross. I remember we used to have to eat it because we, our family has this rule like you can't leave the table till you finish your plate, and I remember just like gagging my way through. It was such a mellow like, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Really you was. start getting like the, no, I'm going to throw up. I'm too full. Yeah. You know, that's the big problem. My family was the same way. You know, I think that's blue collar world, right? So it's like clean your plate. My problem is I put too much shit on my plate. So oh, you pick what you want. We didn't get to pick. It was like. No, I mean today. Up. Like oh, I have absolutely oh, no yeah. self-control whatsoever. Oh, um. You know, I still build up that plate the way I like the way it was given to me back in the day. um, (laughs) Line of their starving children in Africa, which there are, and that's terrible. But that whole line made us all fat for sure. It's like don't throw that away. Yeah, (laughs) but I can't eat anymore. I have to eat this extra cookie because you know, God forbid, that kid in Africa. (laughs) Yeah, that cannot go bad. (laughs) Um, All right, so we have the kill. All right, so bang, Mary, kill. What is the guilty pleasure you bang down when no one's looking? Oh my gosh. Excellent. Pasta da Vinci. Oh my gosh. It's so good. And it lasts you like for a whole week of food. It's the most wise investment of your money. (laughs) Yeah. So it's meal planning. It's pretty much like meal delivery, except you get to enjoy like a really cool ambiance, which what is the decor in a cheesecake factory? We're always trying to figure it out. It's like that weird, Uh, like orangey yellow glass that looks like like the eye of Mordor. It's like Yeah, it's like art, art deco, mess. With a little like bit a of Disney Egyptian ride. column going on. It's so oh, ass wow. backwards it's funny. So strange. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna laugh at this. I've never been to a cheesecake what? factory. Where are you from? You're in Atlanta, right? I am, and I'm from Pennsylvania, and I lived in New York. I mean, it's not that they haven't been around. Okay, okay. I was gonna I say just have so never good. been. What? I mean, yeah. It's I know, in the I don't name. Get it. The cheesecake selection <laughs> is unreal. Yeah. And, and it's it's not the first time this is this has happened where someone's talking about cheesecake factory. I didn't I just realize it was there. something to be ashamed like, of until I started telling people from San Francisco. <laughs> they're always really great at letting you know what's really passe. <laughs> oh yeah, because well, they, they're like they're so on trend up there. They're so they're self aware like, of what no, their body needs. No. I'm just like, Shut up, heart. Yes. <laughs> 
Maybe maybe if you like say it in like a French accent, like then they don't like like oh it's cheesecake factory. Like like oh yeah, what is this? I'm like yeah, it's like a new place. Uh, it's like how everybody's really in fermentation great. or whatever right now, and, or like um like yeah, fermented yeah fermented yeah. veggies. And, like, but I mean, some of it's just straight pickles. You're like that's pickling. That's exactly. Yeah, my my, like my grandma's yeah, my yeah. grandma's yeah. been doing that in Kentucky for years. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like you put that in a jar and you set yeah. it on a shelf in the uh, in the crawl space. Okay, and that's what exactly. you do. Right. In the, the tornado, tornado it's down there, and that's tweet. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I mean so that ties into Columbus syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of that because um, I think basically what we're seeing is a lot of it these days, where someone is absolutely convinced that they have <laughs> discovered something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's been around forever. It's like no, 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 no. I whittled this twig with a slot, and now I can hang my clothes outside oh, to gosh. dry yeah. by yeah. nature. Like, yeah, it's clothespin. Like. No, that's not what I call it. You know, it's like, no, no, that's a clothespin. I've seen them. I've actually used them. I even um, feel that way about design. It's like, yes, everyone has their own style. And yes, everyone's trying to be unique. And that's something, mm-hmm. you know, and we all should do that. But at the same time, nothing's new under the sun. And even back in the day, there were trends. There was, you know, the Renaissance period and the Baroque right. period. And then the, there was the neoclassicism where they went back to classicism. You know, so it's like to say that, you know, you see everyone's copying each other or, or things like, or you're you're trying to be too trendy. It's like that's what people have been doing for years, and there's a way to make it your own, of course. Like you don't yeah. want to just always be copying the masters, but it just kind of makes me off. I'm like, if you think you're doing something new, then you're really just more naive than I thought. Yeah, na- naive and uh, maybe self-involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, um, we met this guy at uh, Circles last. I guess it was two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and his name is Mitchell Hart, and he made this uh, narcissism quiz online. It's called areyouanarcissist.com. And it, it's an Everyone algorithm. You just put it. in really your Twitter funny. handle, and it'll tell you how many times – it pretty much scans for how many like pronouns you use, and it'll tell you how much of a narcissist <laughs> you are. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'll have to uh, – do you have the web address? If not, yeah. I'll just put I'll, I'll, It's com. Everyone's typing it in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I'll, I'll have that in the show notes for sure because I, I know what it's gonna say when I go there. <laughs> it's just the degree, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's just gonna show a mirror on my screen. Like here, this here, jerk. Enjoy this page. I'm like, oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, that's awesome. What? Uh, oh god, I can go down that rabbit hole forever too. Um. Should we talk about design or not? Yeah, yeah. All right, we're getting there. But one last question: What would you marry? I know you would marry Coca-Cola, or as we call it in here, we call Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola? Sorry. Yeah, Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. And that's an Atlanta thing. Um, it's just no, it's me. It's a Joseph thing. Okay, because I don't. I'd hate to spit that out at like my next Atlanta meetup. Yeah. Well, so I, I've worked for many different people from many different backgrounds. And I find that my my speech, I actually have to try to not sound um, dumb because <laughs> like I, I have so many like tangents in my head going on all the time. So uh, what did I say? The other day? I said innovative because I had been, I've spoken with hey, Brit so much to where I that's a you. thing. <laughs> I hear you. It's hard. There's I, I'm the same way. I always trip over my words all the time. Yeah, and then they come back to haunt you out of nowhere. So I I said uh, to my team, I said, make sure you get those Johns out there. And they looked at me and I'm like, I said Johns. And they're like, yeah, what does that even mean? I'm like, 
So that's something from Philadelphia from like 20 years ago that has no business being in my head or my mouth, but there it is. What does and it I'm mean? Like, it sounds like something a everything. pimp would say. Um, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, are you like, what the heck? It was street talk. It's just street talk. You know, so like I, I was a skater and rock and roller growing up. And so I just kind of, you adopt these things. It really is like the word Smurf in a way, like where it can be anything. Like if we were sitting around at a cafe and you were drinking a Coca-Cola, I would say, how is that, John? And you would say, oh, and it's very saying, delicious. bro, like how is um, that guy? <laughs> or... Uh, no, you would never use it for bro. It would just be like about things and... Unfortunately, females. That was usually used for females too. Like, look at those Johns over there. Yeah, very weird, weird word. And Philly, it's just man, Philly. Oh yeah. What are you gonna do? Anyway, so it comes back to haunt you. Let's talk about the grids of our life. How about that? Ooh, um, nightmare client scenarios. What happens? How did you handle it? And would you handle it differently today than you did back then? Yeah, we've had. I mean, I think no matter what you do, like you try your best, but you'll, you're going to have some of these, and that's not always a representation on yourself. However, usually it will shed light on some sort of education process that you had missing from your um, interaction with them. Not always, but I always think that anytime something goes like what I perceive as wrong, like I want to look back and see like where where could this have failed or where would they have gotten confused or where did I fail to educate them so that their expectations would have been, you know, something that was we could have reached. Mm-hmm. Or to see yeah. the red flag of like, right. okay, so that this I, is going next time south. I can kind of see those red <laughs> yeah. flags. So um, we used to get that a lot when we wouldn't really, not a lot, but like any sort of failing would happen if we didn't spend enough time with the client on the research phase where we would all agree exactly on like what were the the main goals of the project. Um, and you do that no matter what with every client, but to make it kind of a formal uh, process, a formal part of the project where they are involved and they have to actually approve the final, like, Hey, this is the more, the core, like, goal of this project and we're going to, you know, gauge every proof against whether it supports or distracts from this main goal. Can you agree to that? And let's approve this Mm -hmm. brief that we explain like who our demographic is, all this, that, and that, the other. And once they approve that, it's so much easier in the, you know, the the ongoing rounds to refer back to that when they start getting off course and start getting unhappy and say, hey, well, I see you're unhappy, but it's probably because you forgot that our main goal is this. And what you're talking about is probably more suited for Mm -hmm. like a future release of the app. Um, you know, once we've really proven the core values or whatever. Um, so if you can kind of refer back to something that they were involved in, then it's harder for them to get emotional about it. Um, having said that, though, there's there's going to be what like we're saying 15% is- of the population who no matter what, no matter all the data you have, all the research you have that about objective reasons why something should be black, they're going to say it should be white because I like it mm-hmm. white and I'm the one paying for it which is not a good reasoning system. And at that point you have to say, um, well, are you, you know, I can do that for you, but please understand that this isn't good for like your overall demographic and your product. And do you walk away at that point or do you just do it um, and say, well, I'm not going to put it in my portfolio because I don't think it's going to go well, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's always a tough decision is like, do you hunker down and do it to get the job done? Or do you walk away? And and I think there's merits and um, whatever the opposite of merits is uh, yeah. to, to each of their probably scenarios. the biggest yeah. problem we ever had was when tough. we were really young, we got a, an opportunity to do a gigantic job. And um, we were so insecure about being like uh, worthy to do it that we were constantly bending over backwards to try mm-hmm. and just please and make that client happy. And we didn't establish like proper boundaries. We didn't 
establish a healthy level of respect for our opinion and for our work. And so they were constantly bulldozing Mm -hmm. us. And then by the end of it, because they had just, we were just trying to give them everything they wanted rather than what was, you know, right and standing up for what was right. Um, They were just going bound to be disappointed because they didn't know what to do. They had never done any project in the kind of space we were working in. And we should have like forced them Mm -hmm. to rely on us more and, you know, created those boundaries. But um, it's almost like in a relationship, if you try and like, just please, 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 please someone, you become this pushover that they hate because, you know, that's not what's good for someone, even though it seems like it's what they want. So you have to kind of um, Mm -hmm. read between lines on that. Yeah. Play bad cop sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily with the dress up. You're like, you don't have to dress up like a bad cop. No. Yeah. You can. (laughs) (laughs) If it works. I mean, whatever works. That's right. I mean, that'd be tough in a, in a meeting. Like if you just pulled out like a weird mustache and sunglasses. Oh my gosh. Especially if you're trying to garner more respect. I don't know how that would play, but I don't know. I've never tried it. So yeah. I think you should. Uh, as as your advisor and attorney, I think you should try that next time. <laughs> um, it's true. Yeah, it's true, though. I mean, I think that's something I think everyone kind of goes through early in their careers, especially when, you know, you don't necessarily have all of the support to back up your your thinking and your expertise. And you're almost a little bit insecure um, as to the value, because especially with that huge project, it's almost daunting in a way. Uh, where you become that, that yes, yes, sir. Yes, I will do it right, right away. And yeah. yeah. It would be an okay a good place, place to be in. The person you were working um, for was extremely like versed in what you were working on. But like this client had no clue. They were like, we want to build this right. app. We've never used an app in our life and we barely get on the internet, but we should make this app. And we're like, okay. And, <laughs> and the idea was great. That's the thing. The idea was great. And so you have to give them credit for that. But as far as execution, they had no idea. That's where we should have been like, hey, we know we've hired these consultants, they know, and now it's time for you to trust what we're saying to do. Right. And you know, what's funny is these days, if anybody, I think I may be like the worst business person in the world, because whenever we get calls for startups, I, like my first thing is <laughs> to talk too, about though, it. Me too, though, because I'm the oh, same sure. way. I'm like, yeah. you yeah. tell me that you Us actually too. are in this and want this, you know, because there's so many out there these yeah. days, you know? Right. Same, same goes for a rebrand. We, I can't tell you how many people come to us wanting a rebrand. And I'm always just like, you don't need it. You really don't need it. Yeah. What, what you're seeing is a lack in voice and tone Supportive and messaging clarity on, yeah. on your messaging or on your marketing. You know, mm-hmm. like a, a, a brand is so much more than just a logo. And I think people forget that. They think everything can be fixed by just changing the logo. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes mm-hmm. like you can see a brand like, wow, you know, it's very outdated or they've kind of lost their way and they just need... To, to like be reintroduced, you know, but right. so much of the time, I'm just like, if you just, with a, if you just hired a couple people for just marketing consultation on your voice, your messaging, then that could do wonders. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that's, that's on both sides of the table too. I think a lot of designers have a hard time, um, not touching a logo that they don't feel is maybe the best thing in the world. And I see, I disagree with that too. I feel like it can be, even people come to us with, you know, they want a new logo. And I'm like, we could do so much with this if we made just a bunch of collateral right. that that created the tone, you know. Right. Like usually a logo is supposed to be like fairly simple. Sometimes they have a lot more personality. Jen and I are, we're more as more people. So like ours tend to be pretty, pretty out there. But, but you know, there's so much you can do with supporting pieces. Yeah. I mean, telling the story beyond one touch point. It's funny. I, I'm notorious when when we have those initial conversations because it's usually uh, restaurant or beverage related. Um, 
you know, my, my first question is like, why, why do you, why do you think this is going to work? Cause honestly, if, if you have a couple hundred grand to blow, right? I have so many better ideas yeah. that are going to be a lot more fun <laughs> and, and it'll end the same way. You will be less a few hundred grand and <laughs> I think we both will be happier though. <laughs> um, cause it's true. I mean, there's such a huge failure rate and, and apps are the same thing. Like people just think it's like you put it into the app machine, click your fingers and now you have an app and it's it's not a, a beginning and an end. And we try to explain that too. Like an app is, you're, you're getting into a forever relationship yeah, that gosh. requires a lot yeah. of money ongoing. Yeah, the ongoing it's really work tough. on it is so much. And I, I don't think people realize that part too. Yeah. You know, you get it out into the world and then the world shows you that it's that something's wrong, something doesn't work the way, or they don't use it the way you thought they would. And anyway, we can get into that forever, but it's like, it's, I think it's our job to make sure that these people honestly realize that this is not just a, a thing that you do and right. now it's done. Because it. that's the worst thing is, is letting somebody go in thinking that like, oh yeah, we can just make something out of nothing. And then they're, they're always disappointed at the end, you know, because they went in with the wrong expectations. Exactly. Right. We're not Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, man. We're not, we're not spinning gold out of <laughs> shit or wheat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and when's the last time you heard a Rumpelstiltskin drop? So, I mean, you know, that's like, I'm just glad I got it. Boom. <laughs> I have so many more. Um, so what do you think will always be a challenge for you guys creatively? Um, maybe maybe yeah, as individual still, designers. Still, it's always starting. Like um, starting the design specifically. Like I love researching and like doing all of the like work of figuring out like who the client is, what the goal is, what's like what would be the, the terms for success of a project. But after that, it's like, okay, I know all these things, but now to me, there's never one right answer to a design problem. Like there's so many ways that you could solve and it would right. work just because like you said, um, design is like, you know, it's malleable depending on how you use supporting assets. So, um, to me, I'm like, there's still so many answers, even when I've done all that legwork that it's still the, the blank page thing that gets me. So, you know, sketching is always a good way to get over that. Um, or, I mean, mm -hmm. there's this great book called The War of Art, and um, it's pretty much about, like, the, the villain in it is resistance, which is the one thing that every creative faces. And um, it's really interesting how he talks about it. He says, resistance comes in many forms, and when you overcome it, people around you will be upset because their resistance starts looking worse whenever you're conquering yours. So be careful like when you're starting to conquer it like other people want to bring you back down to be where they are because when they're not dealing with their resistance and yeah and it's just this whole thing like, of yeah, like when you're staring yeah, at the blank page that's resistance and it just goes through all these real life scenarios that a creative faces and pretty much just says like shut up and just sit down and create structure in your day to overcome that like yeah you don't want to start but just tell yourself I'm going to go from 10 to 2 and I'm going to have something to show at the end of it you know and just work for those yeah. hours and then by the end of it you might not like what you have but at least you have somewhere to start from Right. It's yeah. funny because I find the opposite, which is maybe why Jen and I work so well together. But I find like the ideating phase of like trying to figure out like what what are some clever things we could do for this, you know, for this logo, for this label, like mm -hmm. that kind of thing is really hard for me to do on my own. I love doing that with somebody else, bouncing ideas. You know, I get really scared just trying to think on my own. But then as far as like just starting to design, that's my favorite part. I will just like get rolling it's that's like my favorite thing to do so maybe jen maybe wow. that's why we work so well together <laughs> realizations yeah, are happening <laughs> yeah so many so many epiphanies for all of us today <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well so it sounds like yeah 
I, I think I think that it is a nice play on each other too. And I think getting blank page paralysis <laughs> or BPP for short is something that um, <laughs> happens to all of us, right? I have it right now with a client because I can't stop drawing H's. And uh, <laughs> I, I need to get to the rest of the word. Um, I've been there, man. I've been there drawing H's, actually. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, what is it about them? You always want to loop the bottom part of the first ascender into the uh, crossbar. And right, right. And you just play with that forever. Oh, my and, gosh, it's hard. It's hard to get out of, yeah, like the standard. Okay, I know that these things can work. Yeah, I feel Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I got to really push forward on it. But um, if you could uh, ban one design trend or buzzword from the face of the planet, what would it be? And I know that might be a loaded question because, you know, you never want to remove anything off the face of the planet. But, I mean, do you really like Comic Sans? Come on. <laughs> For me, I get so cringy when people say, oh, you know, like that hand-lettered thing. And I, I know what they mean, but for some sometimes, at least with us, like we have a lot of clients come to us because we have a kind of a retro style. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh, I like this logo because it's hand-drawn. And we're like, it's not, though. That's not a hand-drawn logo. Like <laughs> what you're saying is, is you like that vintage feel. I feel like nobody <laughs> understands what hand-drawn means. Right, you know, right. Or the, the kind of hand-drawn that a lot of people are drawn to is just not my cup of tea. What they or really like, like is calligraphy or like something. Swashes, and I'll or say, something. yeah. Yeah, I'll say, oh, well, that's calligraphy. And, you know, I, you know, I, I just feel like everyone kind of uses it wrong. And then, you know, lettering doesn't always have to be hand-drawn. You know, there's just so many different things. So I think what they're always trying to say is they want us to do custom lettering, but they, they never explain it right. And for some reason, I don't know, hand-drawn just makes me cringe for some reason. I don't really have yeah, any villains, although this cracked me up the other day. You. Someone was like, what's up with the whole design trend that looks like the 1990s Taco Bell cups or whatever? It was like that was I think like that the was triangles and the circles and the squiggle it. lines uh, everywhere in like uh, pink, pinks, yellows, yeah, and blues. Oh yeah, the safe, oh, yeah. basically like the safe <laughs> by the logo. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, which I have no problem with again, but yeah. like it was really. Well, I guess view. it's yeah. Is it because of like the age of the designers that are starting to come out and really try to do something quote unquote different? Um, God, that guts me thinking that like nineties is, is now it's retro. So weird, isn't that crazy? I know. I start, I keep hearing like Red Hot Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters on classic rock stations. I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this was, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I can't handle it at all. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Are here's we a good word. Yeah, we're classic. Well, I, I'm holding on to vintage. I'm vintage. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I like classic. Class I, I'll take classic. <laughs> <laughs> you got classic. Oh, I, I got vintage, Jen. <laughs> Jen, Jen's lost and wandering when it comes to what she defines herself as. She's fluid. Yeah, yeah. It's not really that perfect. I, perfect I super see time. I'm just like, I could roll with that, sure. I have no hard, fast rules at all. Have you noticed, Joseph, that she's the worst person to interview because you want her to give you a straight answer about what she hates and loves? She doesn't. She won't give it to you. She, she's too... She, you, like medium it's yeah, good though it's way to try and like, win that one back just... <laughs> <laughs> as you backpedal oh i'm like i just always want to start a fight and she's just too chill i'm like damn it you're like fight with me fight let's fight <laughs> like your hat's stupid how about yeah. that <laughs> hey i hate your face <laughs> wait a second <laughs> oh dang that's mine <laughs> that's my face <laughs> That's great. Well, awesome. This has been great. A lot of good insights. Um, 
and it's been awesome chatting and we'll, we'll have to do a live one next time I'm out in, uh, out in La La Land. I know it's a little bit of a trip for you, but, um, you know what we should do? We should like walk down Melrose or like, I don't know, some, some big, big street, maybe downtown LA now that like all those restaurants on, are on spring street yeah. and just do like a live, um, what would you call it? Like a critique of all the, oh, no, no, a gosh. critique of everything we see. So Jesse, Jesse oh, Reed, he's a designer. Wow. He used yeah. to be at Pentagram. He designed Hillary Clinton's logo and stuff. Uh, he lives in New York City. He has a great uh, portfolio. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. But anyways, he does this um, on his stories on Instagram. He just goes around Brooklyn, like showing how many times Cooper Black is used everywhere. And it is everywhere on every <laughs> Jewish deli. Like That's it's great. just like, and every day there's like 10, 12 new examples on the story. It's hilarious. But that yeah. was like the 70s. Yeah. That was like the font of the 70s, early 80s. Like, you yeah. know, like every sitcom had that as the as the end credits. So it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that and what was it like Bookman or something like that was another yeah, one. I've never heard all... that. I got to Google that. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I'll have to find it before I'm wrong. It's Bookman Swatch. They have like these big swashes off of a serif typeface that just kind of oh, I love work that into font. ligatures. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like love every it. single actual book out there that was like yep. the titling for a very long time. That's amazing. Um, God, I love that font too. It's really good. Um, cool. So I like that idea. I'm gonna have to figure out how to execute on it, and it would be really funny. New York is a is just teeming with. Um, Ooh, that'd be fun. Such yeah. low hanging. I mean, there's like, such a way. I think that's why we like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I like the personality. I I'll take yeah. personality over boring any day. Uh, agreed. You know, when I first moved to Atlanta, I was hanging out with a couple friends of mine, and um, they're not small people they're they're very big and uh they may or may not have played professional sports and yeah so we're we're hanging out at like a festival in atlanta and you know the one guy's like you see joseph there's one thing you're gonna learn about the south is every guy looks the same (laughs) and i'm like okay what do you mean yeah and i'm I'm like i'm like explain you know explain to me explain to me and so this guy just starts literally shoving his finger and everyone that walks by like in their chest Going. Oh my polo. gosh! And they're all yes, Easter egg colors. It's like that <laughs> and, that Abercrombie and Fitch exactly. era, you know? And they have that. Yeah, they yep. have the college team hat with like For with the bill years. that they wrapped around a baseball. You know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and you know it's a little like rough Jackie on the edges, Cargos. and they got uh-huh. their Wayfarers on and. Uh, Khaki, khaki cargos, yeah. like they are stamped out of the same cloth. He's like, you're gonna love it down here because you're like <laughs> the only guy with tattoos, <laughs> and it's it's rang true forever. Um, all right, how do people, as if they don't know, how do people follow you online, and and how do they? I think they should go and purchase your wares. I'm I have a couple of pins on my pin collection slash messenger bag, which I love. Oh my gosh, I think they should purchase our wares too, and yeah. they can do that at um, it's www.oddsandsods. .co. And that's where you can find the pins and the posters and the fun stuff. And then if you want to see our portfolio, you can go to just Hoods Google Amy and Jen Hood and those things will awesome. come up. They're both like weird phrases that apparently no one knows. They're like, what does odds and sods mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's more <laughs> it's of like, an old yeah, it's more like yeah. I had to look it up. I'm not like going to lie. Odds and ends, bits and bots, like, it's you know, just like thing, yeah. unnecessary things that you keep in a junk drawer because you have a, a nostalgic feeling for them. And we were like, As that's exactly time. what these things are. Gotcha. So, yeah. so it's odds and sods. You've been saying it wrong. And it's the title of a Who album, which we actually beat out on Google rankings now. So I'm pretty excited. Oh wow, that's, that's huge. Good for y'all. Probably because you're actually putting out content, <laughs> exactly. and they're yes, not. Yes. And that was not that was not the best Who 
album in their defense. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day and uh, keep up the great work. Only send me any new restaurant or beverage stuff that you've done. I'd love to share it. And uh, we'll Bye. talk sooner than later. Cool. Thanks, Jennifer. Absolutely. I know. Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Do follow us at Grits Grids. That's Grits Grids with no end in between on Instagram and Twitter. This podcast and the Grits and Grids blog is a passion project of Vigor, a restaurant and beverage branding and marketing firm based in Atlanta. Check us out at www.vigorbranding.com. And of course, we're all over social media. Until next week, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and be creative.